Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am your host, Michael Sherlock, and all month long, we're going back to school. You know it's that time of year, which as you also know is my favorite time of year because I loved going back to school. It was like a fresh start, an opportunity to learn new things that will make us better, brighter, more powerful than ever before. And my guest today is going to talk about an issue that's very near and dear to my heart. I know, uh, especially as we're going to cover this because he talks about ethics. But let me give you a little bit of his background. So Yonason Goldson, he's also a rabbi, he's director of ethical imperatives, and he works with leaders to create a culture of ethics. Gosh, can you even imagine that? But not just a culture of ethics, ones that builds trust, sparks initiative, drives productivity. He's a keynote and a TEDx speaker. He's a trainer, a coach, a community rabbi, and he's also a columnist and author now, I thought this was funny. First of all, let me just tell you about the author part. He's published hundreds of articles applying ancient rabbinic wisdom to the challenges of the modern secular world and six books, most recently Grappling with the Gray, which if you're watching on the video, I think he has behind him, an ethical handbook for personal success and business prosperity. But what I also want you to know is that not only was has he done all these things, he's also a retired high school teacher from St. Louis. Um, but he has two other things in his bio that I just can't wait to learn a little bit more about. Number one is he's a world traveler, but number two, he calls himself a repentant hitchhiker. So joining me today is Rabbi Yonason Goldson. Thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you, Michael. After that <laughs> intro, I just want to drop off here and quit while I'm winning. <laughs> <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. <sighs> I love it. Your bio is great. I love when I get people's bios that tell, you know, not just about their businesses and what they're doing, but, you know, some of those little personal details. And I know that actually right before we started taping, you know, you said that some of your world travels are what led you to become a rabbi. So, I mean, fascinating backstory. We could do a whole episode just on that. But for right now, tell us a little bit more about you and especially your business and how you help your clients to shock their potential. Well, you know, what, what you just mentioned, that the the personal element, the personal dimension is when we go into business, we're often very focused on what we want, mm -hmm. or if we're a little more sophisticated, what we provide. Mm -hmm. But what we should also be thinking about is thinking about is with whom are we dealing? Mm. I mean, relationships are the foundation of all success in everything, mm -hmm. in our personal lives, in our professional lives, in our communities. And it's a step that we shouldn't be skipping over because when we consider ethics, one of the problems we have is that we don't have a good definition of what are ethics. And if we don't have a good common definition, if we don't know ourselves, how can we be ethical people? So what I've come up with is that ethics is the discipline of recognizing and taking responsibility for the impact our actions have on other people. And in order to have that recognition and take that responsibility, we have, a, have to have a sense who other people are. 
and we have to show them that we are trustworthy and we have to show that we are willing to trust them. Mm-hmm. And that only happens when we get to know each other. Yes. When we talk about more than just what is our business, but who are you? Yes. What are your dreams? What are your needs? What are your interests? What gets you up in the morning? Who are you so that I can know how I can be of service to you? So that I can know how we can partner together. And instead mm-hmm. of seeing differences as a source of contention, which of course mm-hmm. is what's going on all over the place these days. Right. The great partnerships are between people who are very different from one another. Opposites really do attract because if we're both good at the same thing, that means at least one of us is wasting our effort. <laughs> so true. I didn't think of it that way. That's so true. I mean, you don't need two people to do the same job. Right. So if I'm good at this, you know, I, I started a podcast with, with a psychologist, we call it the rabbi and the shrink, and I'm the philosophical one, and she's the practical one. And that's what makes it work. Yeah. Because we each bring an element of wisdom to the discussion that can really help our listeners. So ethics is not nearly as much about what is the right thing to do. It's about contemplating what is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. because there's no app for being ethical. You can't just punch it into your phone and, and hit enter no. and say, do this. It's priorities. It's, it's competing values. It's sensitivity to the spirit of the law, not just the letter of the law. And when we develop our mindset, our ethical mindset, that's what enables us to approach all our relationships and all our decisions in an ethical way that mm. ultimately drives the greatest possible success in everything we do. I love that. I mean, it really, you're so absolutely right. I'm taking so many notes. I can't even keep up with my handwriting, but really, you know, you're right. There's no one, um, you know, here's, here's step one. You must do this to get it right because we have laws or we have guidelines or we have expectations, but it's the spirit of it. It's the moment. It's understanding the differences. There's so many different pieces that come into play. And so the intention is maybe the only thing at the beginning you can actually control is your intent to do the right thing and then and review as you go along. Yeah, and you know we put so much emphasis on compliance and we should, you need rules, you need benchmarks, you need guidelines, but compliance can become the enemy of ethics because mm-hmm. if I relegate my decision-making to a code of rules, then I can say, well, I checked all the boxes, I'm in compliance. Yeah. Now I'm in the clear. Now I don't have to think about whether it's really the right thing to do. And, you know, you talked about my, my background a little bit that uh, when I finished college, I went hitchhiking cross country and backpacking across Europe and I ended up in Israel. And, and I had been raised with really no knowledge of what it meant to be Jewish. I was, ex- I was astonished to discover this vibrant culture of deep meaning and purpose and thought and values. And that's what changed the trajectory of my life. And and so what I try to do is I bring that ancient wisdom into the modern secular world and show how the answers are all there. We just have to update the language a little bit so that we can recognize how it applies to us and how it guides us regardless of our religious identity or, or affiliation. These are universal values and principles that we can all benefit from. Absolutely. I mean, just thinking of, you know, 
of, of the Ten Commandments. You know, they're they're pretty simple. You know, they if you they know didn't... them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's interesting you mentioned that. There was a, there was a study done. I think it was by by Dan Ariely that when they they he he has a whole you know he has some wonderful books and TED talks about the study of morality and and what drives us in our decision making. And and he found that if he asked subjects to write down the Ten Commandments before giving them a test in a, it was a moral challenge, even if they didn't know most of them, and most people don't, mm -hmm. but even if they didn't know most of them, just thinking about values, rules, absolute right and wrong, that affected dramatically how people chose what they would or would not do in these ethical tests. Wow, that is fascinating. Doesn't that tell you something about where you put your attention and then what your output is? <laughs> well, sure. And, you know, Jim Rohn famously says, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And Absolutely. it's not just the friends. It's what we consume in media. Yes. What are we letting into our eyes, our minds, our ears, our hearts, our souls? Yeah. Uh, the, the voices that we listen to, they are going to transform us. Yes. And so we need to be selective about what kind of media we're consuming, about what kind of voices we're listening to. Yeah, and not just having only one voice or one, yeah, one form of, uh, you know, of information coming into us because then you only start to think in one, one pathway. You're not as open to anything else that may come in and try to grab your attention. Well, sure, and that's, you know, that's the real value of diversity. Diversity yeah. is not just about checking boxes to make sure everybody's represented. It's about having diversity of viewpoints Yes. And experiences yes. and outlooks so that together we can engage in, in really meaningful discussion, you know, what's called constructive disagreement sometimes. Yes, uh, I agree. You know, you want, you want to, well, it was, it was I've been quoting him a lot lately, the, the French philosopher uh, Joseph Jobert, I think is the pronunciation. He said, it's better to debate an issue without settling it than to settle an issue without debating it. Ooh, that's a very good quote. Because when we discuss, when we debate, when we look at all the angles, we gain a greater awareness and understanding of what the issue actually is. Whereas if we say, okay, well, this looks like the right thing to do. Let's do that. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe we got it right. Maybe we didn't. Right. But at least we discussed it. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. As you were talking to, I was thinking, and I can't remember who, uh, which one of my guests, what, but one of my guests from the June series of the podcast, we were all about travel. It was called Pack Your Bags and trying to get people excited about why we travel and what we gain from it. But one of the people that I interviewed said that a quote, and this wasn't their quote, but someone they'd heard that said, the antidote to racism is tourism. <laughs> And I was like, like that's brilliant because the more you travel in the world, you more you find out that other people are so more similar to you than dissimilar. So the same thing we find out when we open ourselves to different viewpoints, it's harder to stay stuck in your own single-mindedness. Yeah, as a matter of fact, when, when I was traveling through Europe, I was on a train from Luxembourg to, to Cologne, Germany, and I shared a car with a, with a German journalist and a very, very bright fellow. And you know, we talk the whole way. And when we got there, uh, I was used to staying in youth hostels because I was traveling on a shoestring. And he invited me into his home uh, with, his, with his girlfriend. They, they took me to dinner. They, they put me up for the night and they were just so forthcoming. You know, the Jews in Germany don't have such a, a great history in, 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 right. recent, uh, in recent times. 
Um, but to be able to meet someone from that culture yes. and learn about him as an individual, not as a label. Yes. Uh, that, that's, that's a memory that I've kept with me for you know, 40 years. Yes, I love it. Well, and I know we're going to take a quick break here in just a moment, but before we do, and, I, and we, when we get into that, we're going to teach, talk about what else you can teach us, but tell us just briefly about your newest book, Grappling with the Gray. Well, I'm, I'm excited about this book, especially because the, the way it came about, I was sitting at Starbucks uh, discussing someone, uh, a mentor of mine asked me, how do you formulate ethics? And, and you know, I was telling him what I usually told him, but it just came out a little different that way. I usually say, well, there's, there's black and there's white and there's this gray area in the middle that we have to, to, to try to navigate. And this time it just came out and said, yeah, I think this is about grappling with the gray. And he said, that's a book title. <laughs> so I had the title before I had even the idea of the book. I love it. But I, I used a formula that I use in much of my training and my, my speaking of giving, presenting ethical scenarios, ethical dilemmas, and not trying to say, well, this is right or this is wrong, but what we just talked about a moment ago, let's try and understand this issue from both sides. Mm -hmm. Let's try to defend each side of the issue. And then let's ask ourselves, is there some middle way? Is there an alternative that we haven't considered? Mm -hmm. It's not binary. And only then ask, well, what would you do? Mm. Or what should you do? Mm. And so the book is filled with, with these scenarios, as well as a, an introductory uh, essay about ethical principles. And it's broken up into um, you know, social, business, um, headlines, education, the different areas of life where we do have to grapple with the gray areas in order to make ethical decisions. I love it. Gosh, I can't wait. I will have to find it and read it myself because I think it'll be a great topic. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsor and we will be right back. Have you ever considered hiring a virtual assistant but didn't know where to start? Let Kukua Biz help. Kukua Biz matches talented professionals from Kenya with small businesses around the globe. Affordable weekly rates allow you to have a dedicated full-time staff member to help you with anything from administrative tasks, social media management, public relations, and more. Go to kukuabiz.com today for more information or email info at kukuabiz.com. Kukua Biz, that's K-U-K-U-A-B-I-Z dot com. And we are back with Jonas and Goldson, and uh, I just love our conversation thus far because it's it's such an important issue that never goes out of style. You know, is talking about ethical practices, ethical thought process, decision makings, how we work um, from that vein. So this month is all about going back to school, learning something, which we've already learned a lot, but what specifically can you teach us so that we can be better personally, professionally in our businesses, as you know, specifically in the area of ethics or wherever you want to take us? Well, it's, it's a meaningful time for me as well. I taught high school for 23 years and, uh, and also in the Jewish um, calendar, the high holidays come in September this year, and they are all about taking responsibility for ourselves oh, yes. and recognizing the mistakes we've made, the areas where we could and should improve, and making a plan for moving forward. Is the reason why New Year's resolutions, right? Our New Year's 
resolutions are in, are in September, but you know the way you framed it, <laughs> school starting again, that's, that's in the, and it's always the right season to make resolutions, but why do they fail? Yes. Because we don't have an action plan. Oh, uh, yeah. We know what we should do. We know what we want to do, mm-hmm. but we don't make a plan how to put it into practice. And so I think, I think they say most New Year's resolutions last uh, maybe three weeks at best. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, and, um, and then we're sort of back in the old habits. Yeah. So you know, my approach is if we focus on our mindset, we talked about this a little bit earlier, focus on the mindset, and then the behaviors will start to follow. So mm-hmm. I use ethics as an acronym okay. for the characteristics that describe ethical leaders and ethical people. Okay. So the e is empathy. Empathy. Right? And we talked about this before, knowing other people mm-hmm. and being sensitive to them and understanding how our actions affect them. The T is trust, which we also talked about. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm not willing to trust you, why should you trust me? Right. And if I'm not demonstrating that I'm trustworthy, why would you want to have anything to do with me? Right. The H is humility. <laughs> and what is humility? Um, you know, Pastor Rick Warren summed it up beautifully. He said, humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a really stunning, uh, stunning way of, of just encapsulating an idea that many people don't really understand. Right? I can recognize that I'm talented. I can recognize that I'm bright. I can recognize, I should recognize all my qualities because if I don't, how can I possibly utilize them? But right. when I start thinking that makes me better than other people or trying to impress people with yeah. how impressive I am, you know, that's <laughs> when... Right. That's when I get myself into trouble, right? Putting right. other people, putting their priorities a little higher up on the scale. Um, yeah. Thinking, what can I do? What? Yeah, that's why I have this term servant leader. Right? Yeah. It's a beautiful term. Absolutely. Because that's what leaders are supposed to do. They're supposed mm-hmm. to provide an opportunity for others to fulfill their potential and achieve right. what they're capable and bring out their talents and abilities. So that's humility. The I is, is inquisitiveness or inquiry. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm talking about leaders, actually, I, I use an inquiry because leaders need to ask questions. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I talk about you know, perhaps employees, I use initiative. Oh, okay. Because not waiting to be told, not waiting to be asked, not waiting for right. permission, but looking for how can I better serve my organization, my community. Yes. And the C is courage because it's mm-hmm. often difficult to do the right thing. There are a lot of cynical people in the world. You know, there are a lot of people who say, take what you can now, right? Yeah. And, and you know, the short-term gains do seem to pay off, but only in the short term. Right, I agree. You're playing a long game. It's reputation, it's integrity, it's, it's self, uh, self-respect. Yes. And then the S is uh, self-discipline. Mm-hmm. Because it's not, again, it's not a list to check off the boxes. It's a process. When you get to the end, start over again. You keep building and building and building. Ah, I love that. I think that's such a beautiful way to wrap it together. Um, Empathy, trust, humility, inquiry or initiative, courage, self-discipline. When you pull them all together, 
then you will be operating from an ethical standpoint, but you're right. Then you get to the end, you get to start over again, or each new interaction you have with somebody or every new day that you start or every new phone call, every new opportunity is the, the opportunity to practice all of those continuously. Absolutely. And the more we practice it, the better we get at it. Absolutely. I love that so much. And I think that, you know, I'm just going to take and make an assumption here and a leap, but, you know, thinking about your book, Grappling with the Gray, is, you know, when people do grapple with the gray, it's because they, they haven't figured out, you know, what to hold on to or which direction to turn, but just even your definition here helps you get, you know, your feet underneath you if you're not quite sure which way to go, or maybe you're, you're recognizing that you haven't been operating where you need to be or how you need to be, that, that there's some grounding in this with, with your concept. And, and, you know, this all needs continued reinforcement, we, we mentioned yeah. earlier, right? I need to surround myself with people who are committed to ethical values. Yes. And it doesn't mean I'm going to get it right all the time. Yeah. You know, there are still things I do that I would not want going viral. Um, <laughs> we make mistakes. We're human beings. Yeah. But absolutely. it's commitment to do better. Uh, and yes. then, you know, that goes back to your school theme, right? Starting school. It's another opportunity to learn. And yes. Learning is so precious. We're not learning. We're not growing. If we're not growing, we're not living. Yeah. I always say that this time of year that to me, when I would go back to school, you know, a lot of kids didn't want to go back. We've had summer and, and I was always eager to go back because it always felt like a fresh start again. Like I could decide whoever I wanted to be again that year. And I still, even as an adult, feel like September is my catharsis time. It's when, you know, I've, I'm getting back in the mode. I, I get to decide again, who am I going to be? How am I going to operate again today, you know, this time of year? And so while a lot of people think of fall as the, as the time that the seasons are dying, and, you know, at least in the U.S., um, that to me, that's also a rebirth. It's just a very um, positive time for me to, to reflect and figure that's a good time to start working on myself. <laughs> Yeah, and it's really empowering when you think about it. I mean, when I got to college, uh, I was a bit of a basket case. I was socially dysfunctional and, and uh, tremendously insecure. And, um, and, I, and I read my first uh, semester, I read Jean-Paul Sartre. Um, now, Sartre is not someone you often hear religious people say, quoting. Uh, yeah, that's some <laughs> heavy-duty stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, there are plenty of things I don't agree with Sartre on, but, but his, he has one formulation that um, if I remember correctly, it's existence precedes essence. Mm -hmm. And that yes. means we are, yeah. and then we are who we are. Yes. And it was such a revelatory idea to me as a college freshman yep. that I, and we talked about this before, I don't have to be stuck with who I am if I don't like who I am. Right. I'm in control of who I am. I can yes. make different choices. I can change. I can improve. And that's how we live a life that's fulfilling and yeah. prosperous and productive and happy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I studied him my uh, sophomore year in college in our philosophy course. And I, I was like, my mind was blown. <laughs> so that's pretty heavy duty stuff. I love it. Jonathan, we could uh, talk all day long because I love your mission. I love the passion of what you're doing. And I think it's really important for us all to remember that we do have the ability to make ethical decisions and choices and, and operate in this way. And it'll not only make us better, but it makes our lives better, our world business better, and our businesses better. 
And I know we're going to have all your contact information on the show notes, but just in case somebody was like, I need to find this man right now, what's the best way for them to find you? Uh, well, the easy way is my website, which is my name, Yonason Goldson, Y-O-N-A-S-O-N-G-O-L-D-S-O-N.com. Uh, you'll find links to my TED Talk, to my articles, my videos, my podcasts, um, and also very active on LinkedIn. So mm -hmm. encourage people to reach out to me there. I'm always happy to continue the, the conversation and, uh, and make new connections. I love it. Well, before we go, what are your last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Well, let's go back to, to a topic that we've, we've talked about already and uh, go a little more into that briefly, that you know, employees say that what they want most from a job is a boss they can trust. Mm. Employees also report, a majority of employees report, that they would trust a total stranger more than their boss. Wow. And that's a little scary. Yeah, and sad. <laughs> it's a little disturbing. So, you know, what I recommend is tapping into this eternal, this timeless wisdom that we have access to in ancient teachings so that we can fix our culture. We can fix our companies and business. We can fix our sometimes We have to fix our families and our communities. And, and you know, there are just a few basic principles. One is to show trust in order to earn trust. Mm -hmm. We mentioned that before. Second is to tell stories of grappling with ethical challenges mm -hmm. to inspire ethical behavior. Mm -hmm. And third is to show appreciation by celebrating the successes of others. Mm, very good. And if we employ those simple principles and learn how to actually turn those ideas into action, we can see our, our relationships improving, our businesses will be more profitable, more prosperous, our families will be more at peace, and our communities will be much more functional than so much of what we're having to see in the headlines. Yes, I agree. Oh, thank you so much, Jonathan. It's been an absolute pleasure. You have given us so many wonderful things to think about and so many positive ways to make sure that we are um, feeling like we're moving in the right ethical direction. It has been an absolute, absolute pleasure having you as a guest today. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Michael. It has been my pleasure as well. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and sales mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app, on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.